0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اللهم اخرجني من ظلمات البحر واكرمني بنور الفن اللهم افتح علينا اللهم رحمتك انشر علينا خزائن علومك رحمتك يا ارحم Trusting Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala we start unit five. So, as you know, traditionally, in classic books on kalam, they have two discussions which are connected. One is the, what they call An-Nabuvvatu Al-Ammah, and the second is An-Nabuvvatu Al-Khassa. So An-Nabuvvatu Al-Ammah, general prophethood, talks about prophets, revelation, and all the common discussions, you know, different levels, like Nabi, Rasul, Ulul az why there have been different books. These are general prophethood. But a Nububatul khassa, or a specific prophethood, is about the prophet of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wa And the same is also for Imama. There are general discussions about imamah. And then we have al-Imamatul Khasa, a specific discussion to prove the Imam of Amir al al General discussions are like uh, arguments for saying that successorship to the the Prophet should be decided by Allah himself. And for example, what are the requirements for becoming Imam, what are the tasks of Imam, and this type of thing. The Amma. Khasa is to prove the Imam of a particular Imam like Amir al al (coughs) Anyway when it comes to general prophethood alhamdulillah we finished so now we are starting a specific prophethood which is about the Prophet of Islam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his religion and his book and his character Uh, this starts with a reference to what happened uh, at the time of the birth of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then And then refers to some aspects of the character of the Prophet. One of the key points is that many people, like historians, orientalists, believe that the key or one of the few key factors that made the Prophet successful was his character. His moral character. Uh, sometimes I say Prophet had two modes One was Quran. Of course he had many modes but two main. One was Quran. The second was his character, his akhlaq. If the Prophet sallallahu had the Quran but not good akhlaq people would not Follow. <laughs> Allah says, رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ rahmatin لَهُمْ because of mercy from God you have become soft and if you were harsh, if you were hard hearted, they would have left you. Okay? So so even Rasulullah who has introduced Islam to people and these people accepted islam from him and he has the quran with him revelation with him okay if he has no akhlaq people leave him then what about us we are we are not prophets we don't have revelation we don't have Moses we have not introduced islam to them they are themselves muslims for example if m- muslim friends muslim you know Colleagues, community members, and also non-Muslim friends, if they don't see Akhlaq, good uh, character in us, they would leave us. So Quran, also Akhlaq. You have this, uh, this verse three of uh, sorry, verse uh, 159 of chapter 3. Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 159. فَبِمَا مِنَ اللَّهُ In some lectures I have explained this ayah. And I have ten lectures delivered in the shrine of Lady Asuma called Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam in the Qur'an. It's available. So we have discussed this ayah and some other verses. Very briefly, the idea is that Rahmah comes from God. Because of mercy from God, you have become soft. It's like land. If you have a piece of a slot of land, if rain keeps coming, the soil becomes soft. If rain doesn't come, it becomes dry. And if it doesn't come, for example, for a few months, then one year, two years, they become like rock. And even they, you know will break so human heart is like this when you receive Rahmah from Allah you become soft everyone who is harsh he is away from God okay everyone who is harsh he is away from God anyone who is soft who is gentle maybe inshallah there is a chance that he is close to God because when Rahmah comes from Allah you become soft Lenta and there is also a beautiful contrast here. Or not contrast, you can say contrast or comparison. When it comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah says, you have become soft. Lenta lahum. You have become soft with them. When it comes to Prophet Musa alayhi salam, The Qur'an says, Allah told him, you should go to Faraon. You should go to Faraon. So don't say, I don't talk to Faraon. Or don't say, I only talk to him if he comes to me. No, you go to Faraon. He's arrogant. You have to be very humble. If you deal with... An arrogant person, and you want to guide him, you have to be very humble. So go to him, but when you go there, don't use harsh words, harsh language. It's, you know, I know that you are corrupt, you are kafir, mushrik. You know, I just come, you know, to. It's not good. Speak in a soft manner. Maybe he remembers. He comes to remembering again. And maybe he becomes soft and he, he starts fearing God. So, even with someone like Fir'aun, can you imagine someone more arrogant than Fir'aun who claimed to be God? Not only a normal God, He said, I am your highest Lord. Even in one place he said, <coughs> lakum min ilahin ghayri, I am your only Lord. I don't know of any Lord for you. So someone in that level of arrogance, Allah says, if you go to him and speak with him softly, he may remember and his heart may become fearful. Okay? So try it. It may work. And it may not work, but there is a chance. But if you shout at him, swear at him, or stand outside his palace, and, you know, for example, you know, start in a surah i think definitely is not going to change there is anything there is no actually you may make him more angry you may make him you know more stubborn so allah says to the prophet is the prophet musa قولا قولا speak with him you and harun go to him two prophets went to see farah so Allah has no problem in sending two prophets to Pharaoh, you know? Like for example, if you imagine there is a... Of course Allah is much greater, but for example, if there is a king and then he sends two of his sons to a criminal, what does it show? It shows that this king is so kind that for giving that person a <coughs> chance of return, he is sending two of his sons. Not two ordinary people even. Allah is sending Musa and Harun to him. Okay, this is a command and this is about a speech. Go and speak in soft language. When it comes to the Prophet, Allah says لنت talahum. لَهُمْ Doesn't say speak softly. <coughs> he says you are are soft what is the difference two differences one is that this is a statement not command a statement means something that has already happened command is something that has not yet happened okay if i say for example to you it doesn't mean that you have taqwa i'm asking you must have taqwa i am talking about the language i'm not saying that prophet musa was not uh, you know possessing this quality of us possessing I'm saying as a matter of language what قولا قولا Indicate is a command and it is only about a speech but lentallahom what indicates is its statement with something that already has happened and it is not only about a speech you as a person are soft you are a soft person a gentleman okay not only in your speech in your speech in your Way of listening, in your way of looking at people, in your way of dressing, in your way of walking, in your way of you know coming to the public. Everything is lent, you are a soft person. Rasulullah was very soft person. If you were harsh and hard-hearted, they would have left you and you would have remained alone. So forgive them. Look at this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his prophet, forgive them. And ask me also to forgive them. <laughs> you know, like you have a child who has rebelled against you and has run away from home. You send someone and say, tell him to come back because I want to forgive him. Or for example, he says, you know, when they come here, They are very, you know, maybe not (laughs) uh, understanding, so they may not ask me for forgiveness. You intermediate and tell me, please forgive them. Then I will forgive them. But I don't want to forgive them right away. There must be someone doing some shit so that they feel that, you know, they did something wrong. So Allah says, you forgive them. Ask me also to forgive them. Then Allah says, These people consult them. In, not in religious affairs, in worldly affairs. Rasulullah didn't consult people about how many rakah of prayer we should say, how many days we should fast, <coughs> okay? Uh, should this uh, chapter be longer or shorter? Where this chapter should be put, should be the first chapter? These things Rasulullah didn't consult people. This is decided by Allah. But something related to the worldly life of people, okay? For example, should we make this masjid here or should we make this masjid over there? Should we, for example, go for battle here or should we go there? Something about worthy affairs, consult them, but don't follow them. Allah doesn't say just vote. The mistake is this Allah doesn't say vote, take vote and don't go by majority. No, He says consult them, but you make the decision. Consult them, make the decision, trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't worry how many people have agreed. Because if you go by majority or by uh, the non, you know, consensus, then the majority of people don't have your wisdom. And they don't have the information that you have. They don't see the things that you are seeing. But listen to them so that they feel they are part of you know, this. They have a sense of you know, being respected. But in the end, you just make your mind. Trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah, Allah is going to help you. And for Sha'awirhum Filam doesn't mean that every inhabitant of Medina has to be consulted. There is no no alim has ever said that Shahwarhum Filam meant that Rasulullah has to consult all members of Medina. And certainly no one said that Rasulullah has to consult Muslims in other cities in all over the world and then he makes a decision <laughs> It's enough that he consults people who are responsible who are familiar with that field and May have different views so that they can look at things from different perspectives So that Rasulullah knows what is the mindset of people? What is the way that they're going to take it in the end? He makes up his mind and he makes the decision he puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and This is the best thing for the community because they are not going to fight. They trust Rasulullah. And Allah is going to save a community which is united. So, فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَهِ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ Allah loves the people who put their trust in Him. So, they make the decision. They accept the responsibility. And they trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, Allah will help them. But if you, between you and Allah, are sure that this is a wrong decision, but there are people who are going to make lots of noise, there are people who are going to complain, and then you compromise and the interest of community is lost, is this tabakkul? You don't make the right decision because just some people may you know, make trouble for you, they may go everywhere and say rumors about you. No. You make the decision, put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will sort out everything. ala Allah, inna Allah اللَّهَ, الله يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكَّلِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says also in surah, if if I'm not mistaken, surah Tawbah, verse 128. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا bil عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَأُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Very beautiful ayah like other ayahs. A messenger has come to you from yourself. He is not a person who is a stranger. He is a person, not only a human being. Rasulullah was a bashar like them, but not even a bashar from another place. He was a bashar, a human being, also from them, okay? Men he's from you.. This man has so much of love for you and so much of concern for you that if anyone is suffering, he is restless. This is one of the requirements of leadership. His rest is when everyone is at rest. And the last person whose rest is important is his own rest. Like a mother, does mother think first about feeding herself? Does mother think first about, you know, for example, uh, making a comfortable bed for herself? Or mother first thinks about other people? Rasulullah was concerned about the interests of other people, rest of other people, and the last person to worry about was him. This self-denial is very important. If you don't have self-denial, you cannot be a leader. So it's something that we have to try, inshallah, to achieve. Harisun alaykum. He is very, very concerned about He is concerned about your worldly success. He is concerned about your spiritual progress. He is concerned about your family life. He is concerned about your relation with other communities. He is concerned about many, many things. Even the things that you yourself may not be concerned about because you are not aware, he is concerned. You know, for example, you have a child who goes to school. Maybe he doesn't know that his relation with other people is also very important. But you are concerned. So you make sure that he would make good friendship with other people. You make sure that, for example, when he's passing by other people's houses, he's not going, you know, to, for example, uh, cause trouble. You are making sure that when he goes and it's a chance of rain, then he takes with him suitable dress. So you are more concerned for your child's health, success, progress, comfort, future, than the child for himself. Harisun alaykum He's so much caring and thinking about you. Bil al Rasulullah is Rasulullah has rahma, and not only he has rahma. It's very interesting. He is rahma. You know, it's a because there's a difference between saying someone is kind or someone is kindness. Someone is merciful or someone is mercy. Rasulullah is an embodiment of mercy. His Rahman is embodiment of mercy for all alamin. And alamin means all. So, (coughs) this is the scope. Includes everyone. But on top of that, this is very important on top of that inclusive rahmah he has additional rahmah for Mu'mini. Rasulullah doesn't look at the world in this way. These are my people, I love them. These are my enemies, I hate them. This is not the way Rasulullah looks at people. Rasulullah says, these are creatures of God. I love them. I am sent as mercy for them. But I have to be more also concerned, extra concern for what? For believers. So it's built over the inclusive Rahman. Not, I only love my mu'mineen. I hate others. No, this is not the way Rasulullah is introduced to us. So bil mu'mineen raufun rahim. Is very kind and merciful. Actually, it's interesting. In the Quran, if I'm not mistaken, the term Rahim is mentioned 127 times. Rahim. 127 times. Uh, we, uh, We have a paper with my wife, image of God in the Quran. And this is a survey which shows that in the Quran, the quality, which is by far by far, the most frequently mentioned quality of God is Rahman. Just Rahim is about 127. Of course, out of these 127, 126 is about God. One is about Rasulullah. And I'm talking about Rahim. For the plural, we have Ruhama. And that is for the companions of the Prophet. So 126 cases of Rahim for Allah, like Bismillahir Rahman al-Rahim, like Al-Rahman al-Rahim. Okay? One case for Rasulullah Bil Mu'minina Rahim. But also you have ruhama So Ruhama is for whom? For the companions. Ruhama ubayinahum. Between themselves. They are very kind and merciful to each other. So Allah is Rahim, 126 times. Rasulullah is Rahim, once is mentioned. And Mu'mineen are Rahman. They are Ruhama with respect to each other. Also the Quran says, أَشِدَّعُ al al-kuffar Some people may say, look, it says we have to be harsh with the kuffar. But the answer is that no. It doesn't say harsh, it says a strong. A strong is different from harsh. First of all, kuffar. This is something that everyone should understand. Kuf or kuffar, okay? <coughs> According to Allama Tabatabai in the first volume of Al-Mizan, it says kuf has four meanings. If in the Qur'an it doesn't come with any evidence, it's most likely that means Kufrul Juhud. Kufrul Juhud. What is Kufrul Juhud? So, so whenever you find the term Kafaru, Kufar in the Quran, if there is no evidence which would indicate otherwise, for example, if there is evidence that this means to be ungrateful, Kufranul Nima, then you go by the evidence. If there is no evidence, you interpret it as someone who has Kufrul Juhud. What is kufr al juhud? Means someone who has certainty about truth and deliberately rejects the truth. Like Abu Jah, like Abu lah. <coughs> So it's not that every non Muslim is a kafir. Okay? Even it's not that every atheist is a kafir. This is only for the people who are certain and still they don't accept the truth and they fight the truth like abu jahl abu lahab quran says the reason they call it kufr is this what the quran says <laughs> they denied signs of god while their souls were certain, so they had certainty in their spirit, still they denied. Why out of injustice and arrogance? Question What does certainty mean? Because Kafir is someone who is certain and still denies. What is certainty? Yeah, what is Yakin? Yakin is not just to believe or just to know. Yakin is very high level of knowing something. <coughs> For example, how many of us in this room can say that I have reached the level of Yaqeen? Qur'an says, "Yaqeen is not something easy to achieve. Qur'an says, If you want to become certain, if you want to acquire certainty, after being mu'min, keep worshipping Allah, keep doing good things, keep moving towards Allah on the right path, then you would reach the level of certainty. And even certainty has different levels. You know, we have... Aynul So, Kufrul Juhud is for someone who has Yaqeen that we may still not have and still denies. Abu <laughs> Jahl was more certain about honesty of Rasulullah than many of the people who had embraced Islam. Many people from remote places, they heard a man who... Says, you know, reasonable things, he looks nice, they listen to him, they like the logic, so they believed. But h- how long they knew Rasulullah? Maybe for a short period of time. This man knows Rasulullah from birth, knows his father, grandfather, knows this man for 40 years, never told any lie, never, you know, betrayed, never showed dishonesty to the extent that they called him Sadiq al Amin. He has this much of knowledge about Rasulullah and still he denies him and not only he just denies him and hides you know, himself away, he is fighting against the truth. This is kafir. Not every person who doesn't believe is kafir. How many kafir are in the world today? In, like Abu Jahl. I don't think would be even, you know, hundred. So, Ashaddaw ala al kuffar means with people like Abu Abuja who know they are certain about the truth and still they deny it and not only they deny it, they fight against the truth. With these people, you have to be strong. Not that you have to do zulm to them. No, you cannot do zulm. You cannot do injustice to your enemies. You cannot do zulm. You cannot, you know. Uh, For example harm them, just be strong so that they don't attack and destroy you, but between yourself be very very close and united. Why we should just cause division and fight and separation inside community with other people and just adding division to division. First. We stance ourselves from the rest of the world, and then we start fighting. You belong to this line, you belong to that line, and then in the end of the world, in the end of the day, we have made the world full of divisions. A movement tries to bring people together, tries to make the differences minimal. Not that, you know, you just stress on the differences, and if there are not real differences, you try to create differences. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us, inshallah, to understanding the true message of Islam and to be able, inshallah, to be a little example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wasallam, as a candle who can be an example for a son. <coughs>